Welcome to the Terminus Podcast. My name is Trevor. And my name is Jeremy. And this is the first episode. So, uh, this is kind of an interesting project that we are doing. Um, Jeremy, how would you describe this endeavor that we are embarking upon? Ultimately, my uh, the best way I could describe it is it's kind of uh, as all-inclusive as we could possibly make it. Uh, it it's... It's political. It's not political at the same time. It's entertainment. It's very real shit. It's nerd. It's it's across the board. And ultimately, I I think that uh, I just want to do this for the sake of having a conversation with others, while we're just kind of being assholes together. You know. <laughs> That's the most important part, I think, is that we are um, mostly just two dudes sitting in a room. Um, we have an opinion, but we know that our opinion isn't really like the most important thing, but we're going to talk about stuff anyway, because the world is an interesting place these days. And by interesting, I mean, total garbage, total garbage. Absolutely. Um, and and we'll get into that, but, uh, so this is going to be, uh, what would you say? Weekly podcast or bi-weekly or monthly or how, how often would you say we are going to I say, let's aim for weekly, man. Aim for weekly. Yeah. Uh, I can certainly do that. Um, I don't got shit to do <laughs> on Sunday nights. I'm, I'm not a religious man, so. Yeah, we're not praying too hard. <laughs> we're, we're good. We are indeed good. So, we're going to be mixing news with our musings on pop culture and, you know, things that are happening that are interesting to us outside of doom and gloom and sort of I don't know what would you what would you classify the the current events status right now I contemplate suicide on a daily basis I mean so do I but you know it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so all right um, I'm gonna here's the thing I'm real short and you gave me a chair that's real big so you look better me, on your knees anyway yeah it's it's fine you know what? <laughs> i hate you so much why did i decide to do that? all right um <laughs> so when we come back we are going to get into our first topic which uh you know sadly that is going to be some newsy type things and the news has not been great lately um we're going to talk about a couple of depressing topics and then uh like whiplash move into some non-depressing topics um, in which I express my opinions and why they are right, and Jeremy has to defend himself against my onslaught of rightness. I'm already sweating bullets. It's bad. All right. <laughs> so we will be back in, well, I mean, right now. That's how podcasts work. You can skip the break. Yeah, it's just got to be like a few seconds. But listen, listen to Kevin Moan, though. Just, just, just stick around. Listen to Kevin Moan for a minute, and then uh, come back and listen to us be assholes to one another. There we go. Hey, welcome back. So, Jeremy. Yes, Trevor. Uh, we live in a terrible world where horrible things are happening. Yes. And I'm sure you can agree that we are in the darkest timeline. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't think... I, I No, I mean, honestly, I don't think that I've ever been as afraid of the outside world as I have been for the past uh, few months, man. And that, that 
and I'm already a paranoid person by default. Right. So that's really saying something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I want to start off, what what, what you drinking over there? Uh, well, I've got my lime juice, which, uh, well, I like lime, but I also have my Lucky Buddha beer over here to bring me some good luck during this, uh, during this conversation. By the way, if you haven't drank uh, Lucky Beer or, or Lucky Buddha beer, they come in this really cool bottle. It's like Buddha. It just makes you feel lucky. Uh huh. That's the name. Yeah, uh, but uh, I also like it because I'm kind of a fat kid, and I think the beer bottle just kind of looks more like me than a beer bottle. So it's positive representation in your alcohol. Uh, absolutely. It, it, it's. I like to say that it's it, or think that it, it's. It probably it probably represents me as a more positive person because, okay. like I said, I contemplate suicide every day. Cheers. There we go. All right, glad, glad we were able to bring that one back around. Uh, so <laughs> I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking a. Uh, so if you notice, like every coffee company, this isn't just Starbucks, which I'm about to talk about, but every coffee company has been doing this thing lately where they're like, we're gonna put like charcoal and shit. In all mm. of our products, and make basically it, it, all of the drinks and food and stuff that we sell as dark as your soul. Yeah, I was gonna say that, man. Your drink looks really rank, honestly. It, it doesn't look good. It tastes. This is a okay. The this is a venti, midnight mint mocha, because alliteration. So would Frappuccino you from Starbucks? Would you mind if I fuck that up for you a little bit, and I'll tell you exactly what I thought that it looked like? I mean, if it's going to be blue, no. This is our first. We are only within the the first ten minutes of our first episode. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It it looks like you took up uh, dipping, okay. and the Starbucks cup became your kind of spit cup. Okay, this is a nightmare already. But then you decided, you know what would make this look really delicious? What? Whipped cream. I was gonna say, cause see, here's here's the thing. I my my dad used to dip, and so I have accidentally drank out of a of a dip cup, <laughs> not know, like just not even realizing. It. And and so that was the, already. I am horrified. Everything that you said. I mean, um, I ate cigarette butts when I was a kid. So I mean, which one of us is a true idiot? I'm just saying. You're you're broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this looks to me very similar to the water that comes out of the drain when you unclog the drain. Mm, that's delicious. It tastes like mint and chocolate, which is why I'm drinking it. Do you, do you want to try it? Yeah, let, let's... It's, it's about did, a, it's, no, it's a I, couple hours old. I need you to promise me that this is not your, your spit cup. This is not my spit cup. That is the most delicious uh, spit that I've ever drank. It's it's very good, isn't it? It is wonderful. Like, this is, no joke, a really delicious Starbucks drink. We are not sponsored by either Lucky Buddha or Starbucks, but if... We welcome wants, money. I mean... If you want to sponsor us, we are open. Also, Blue Apron or Squarespace or Nature Box. Anyone who just wants to send me free things because I'm also a fat kid and I like free things... Go right ahead. You can get in touch with us at terminuspodcast at gmail.com. And I I do also want to say that both of our souls have price tags. So, I mean, just throw us some money. My price tag is $3. I I mean, I'm I'm willing to uh, negotiate. Um, 
you know i i don't i don't have any pride i'm i barely classify as a man um give me a snickers we'll we'll see what happens it'll be a good time so this is this is terrible um (laughs) we are we're horrible human beings i decided to go that route because we are going to talk about some really depressing things that happen in the news i'm going to start with um so there's a story coming out of Saudi Arabia. Well, okay, the Middle East. Let's let's start in the Middle East. We all know, and we have known for years, that the Middle East is fucked, uh, just completely it's, borked. It's lit over there. Uh, that is. That was really fucked up. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, like the United States has been bombing the Middle East for years. We still have wars. Um, in that part of the world, and it's it's not getting any better. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> so let's let's set up the new scene. This has been called the most devastating crisis that hit the Middle East in a while. Which, uh, I mean, my timeline for that would be like the last fifteen fucking minutes. But you know, news organizations. Anyway, um, the nation of Qatar, which is a very rich nation. Um, sort of, it, it prides itself on its sovereignty, the fact that it's not part of, like, this giant conglomerate of other Middle Eastern states. Um, you just made so much noise. I'm sorry. You realize that, like, these things are made of hollow plastic. I... <laughs> I'm here to ruin everything that is beautiful. So, I would describe Jeremy as, like, a small cat. <laughs> <laughs> I get curious, man. I see shiny things. I just want to bat it around, you know? He's like, hey, let me move this microphone and cause, like, this horrendous noise. Uh, okay, so so Qatar. This is a, a very wealthy nation. Um, I mean, the first things we think about, like, the fact that they have altered their coastline into fantastical forms. And the fact that they have massive skyscrapers and you know are generally known for being a destination for rich people right so qatar is also known for being the home and seat of al jazeera television which is you know it is sort of run by the qatari royal family but it's not um it doesn't shy away from a lot of topics outside of that very narrow realm and so, the story that's coming out is that Saudi Arabia and, like, I think four or five other countries are basically telling Qatar, uh, we are not going to do any business with you because you support terrorism, you support Iran, you support um, ISIS, which is clown shoes, because I'm pretty sure that's, like, ISIS's next target right. in the Middle East. Like, right. you know, they just finished fucking up Syria, they've, you know, been fucking up Iraq, Right. And now they're like, hey, Qatar's on our list. Um, right. But basically, this is all happening after, you know, Donald Trump went over to Saudi Arabia and um, met with a bunch of different leaders from the region. They all, like, touched their hands on the orb. Yeah. You've seen that picture. Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely comical. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's some super villain bullshit. The look um, on his face is just priceless. It's it's real weird. So, basically, they're telling Qatar that we're not going to work with you. We're basically going to cut off all ties. And that's really worrying because while Qatar is a rich nation, 
they usually rely on exports from other nations. And right. if the world starts closing their doors to them, they might end up in a really bad situation. Right. See Iran. Um, so, just a couple days ago, the Saudi government, along with, again, these four or five other nations, um, released a statement to uh, Qatar basically saying, hey, so there's a couple things that we want from you. One is we want you to close down Al Jazeera. The other thing is we want you to cut off every tie with Iran. Right. Basically, like, gut half of your, you know, the, the entirety of your media empire, half of sort of what what just happened. Well, I think uh, people are trying to talk to you. What in the world? Okay. Uh, I have, I have muted God, my computer. God, you rude, rude motherfucker. I That's thought... okay. My shit's not muted. Wait, don't you mean your shit is muted? Yes. <laughs> we're just we're, we're gonna leave that one in there. Um, I can't believe like immediately after counting on me for fucking you fuck up so badly. All right. So this is the kind of stuff that we want to do on this podcast. Um, is basically make it so that we're talking about this stuff without like losing our minds from depression. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm a journalism student. Well, was a journalism student and a, am a journalist. And the thought of Al Jazeera going under uh, because the state of Saudi Arabia is like, hey, we don't care that you don't have anything to do with us. We want you to stop. Right. Um, it, it's it's bothering me on a lot of levels. I mean, it, it's very similar to tactics like the United States is used in smaller countries. Right. And... The fact that now other areas in this region are starting to emulate us right. in a time where we are not the country to fucking emulate, right? like, that's terrifying. <laughs> well, and, and this is what I thought of whenever I first saw it. And, uh, you know, um, so this is an area of the world that's that doesn't necessarily have the most lenient of uh, free speech no. and uh, uh, laws, you know. So um, whenever you have something like Al Jazeera... Um, I remember when I was uh, when I was younger. I used to read a lot of publications from around the world, you know, just sure. to kind of form like a big picture of what was actually happening around me. And I thought it was really interesting. And it was interesting because for a really long time, some of the more um, honest news stories that I found actually came out of Al Jazeera, because you weren't looking at a lot of think pieces or, or opinion pieces and things like that. You were looking at legitimate like news, right? Without really a true spin or angle, right? Um, and and then I look at it in, in comparison to where we are in the United States, right? And it, it for me, it, it kind of it's like if we took away um, something like Fox News today, right? Okay. Um, because Fox News, as as much as I do not like Fox News. A lot of people do rely on Fox News for information, right? And I'm not going to be the one who – well, I, the, I'm, I'm not interested in having a conversation over the, the rights and wrongs of Fox News. Right, right? Like the veracity of the story. Exactly. The, the truth is that they do at least talk about something. You know what I mean? Regardless if it's with or without the uh, uh, opinion attached, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is that still allows for us to have that knowledge. It still allows for us to have these conversations. Um, and, and we can also have discussions with one another based on what we think about that. And that's why we are here right now in this room having these conversations. Um, so you take away something like Al Jazeera um, in an area, once again, that is not known for its most lenient uh, free speech laws and things like that. Um, you're really just pa just just pretty much putting a, a, a the a, an entire uh, group of people on mute in that area. That entire nation or, or area of the world, um, as a whole, for the most part, is fairly unknown to us. You know, we 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 have a lot of uh, conjecture, we have a lot of opinions, but not many of us have actually been over there. And a lot of us, if we do go over there, it's because we're going to fight a war. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so Al Jazeera, for a lot of people who haven't been over there, does offer kind of a, kind of a looking glass, kind of a window to something that we don't uh, see very often. And I think one of the most terrifying things is, uh, you know, their interest in, I guess, closing that window, you know? That's a good point. That's actually something I hadn't thought of. And, I mean, I guess my shit is that we are sort of, we're, we're experiencing some very odd press dealings ourselves in, in the United States. Um, you know, just, just the way that the press has been treated in the last six months. Yeah. You know, we need all of the press that we can get, and that includes uh, Al Jazeera and, you know, other sort of muckraking organizations in the region. Right. You know, state-owned, yeah, it's it sucks. It, it's not great that we have a news organization that is literally beholden to the, you know, Qatari royal, royal family. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, being able to point at a place that we... Like... CNN is a really good example. It's a, it's a good analog to um, Al Jazeera because CNN, sometimes they parrot the state line. I would say you need to still take everything that you get from CNN with a grain of salt, but they are going to report on a lot of news, news topics that other organizations wouldn't. And before, before we continue that discussion, because I know there, there are just people right now just... Well, yeah, no, they're, they're typing Cracking those us. fingers. They're just ready like, to be like, you motherfucker, why are yeah. you not watching InfoWars, so, you sons of bitches? So let me go ahead and point out real quick, and this is what I believe about any sort of media whatsoever, left or right. If you have an opinion one way or another about this conversation, A, I would go ahead and, uh, well, kindly request you go fuck yourself with that opinion because ultimately my opinion is you have your right and then you have your left and somewhere in the middle is your truth. You know what I mean? And so I firmly believe both sides, all sides should be taken uh, taken into account and fully researched so you could get the full scope of the picture and not just leave it out which part of this makes me most comfortable or what part of this do I most agree in, uh, agree with. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> so, I guess full disclosure, I, I work at a sort of anarchist propaganda think tank called the Center for a Stateless Society. Um, You're now on a list. Uh, listen, dog, I've been on a goddamn list since I was 17. 
if I'm not on a list now, I will never be on a list. Like, do you do you get that? Like, <laughs> is it is it is it kind of strange that right now, just off of us having this conversation, that song "Your Kiss" is on my list is now just kind of in a loop in my mind, and I feel like that should be just playing right now. What are you talking about? Your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Oh, your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Stop. Sorry. Fuck. Go ahead. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I work for a anarchist media um, think tank uh, based out of Auburn, um, Alabama. And... it My view of the media is very weird because on one hand, I have a lot of criticisms of the media... And on the other hand, we have, for the last decade, been using local newspapers and other points of entry to send anarchist literature to, like, Joe Schmo down the block. Um, sounds like a good guy, too. Yeah, no, Joe Schmo's great. Um, he's, he's, he uh, takes out his trash every week and mows his lawns. And, Does he have and, a pair of new balances? Fuck off. <laughs> absolutely fuck off. Um, but... I, I don't know if I agree in, with the idea that the truth can be found somewhere in the middle, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It has nothing really to do with the fact that I'm an anarchist or work at an anarchist media think tank. It has everything to do with... There is this idea in journalism. It's basically you can ever approach this mythical thing called objectivity. Right. And... It doesn't exist. No, I'll 100% agree with that. You know, like, we talk about truth. I, I don't think we ever really know what truth is. Not to get into this weird, like, solipsist, like, nobody knows how anything works. Right. Uh, but... Just accept it, smile, and be happy. Fucking, God. Basically, there is this idea that, like, because we have to be objective, we can't actually express, not, not express opinions within our own reporting, but we can't say without a doubt that one side is right or wrong. Right. And here's my thing with media literacy. <clears throat> Forgive me. There are certain sources on the left that are wrong. There are Absolutely. certain sources on the right that are 100% wrong. Alex Jones. <laughs> um, but <laughs> basically we're beefing with you bro yeah come come the fuck at me we're in oklahoma we kick your state's ass at football every year i don't what the fuck do you want me to tell you um bring it to fuck you anyway <laughs> we're gonna get sued by alex jones oh there's no libel here it's all good he had a big bowl of chili he'll forget about it <laughs> He just, he said, I'm, okay, god damn it, I'm imagining, I have to get this out there because this is too funny not to, I'm imagining him sitting at a fucking barren kitchen table <laughs> in his $45 million house in wherever the fuck, is he in Austin? I think he's in Austin. I, I, it's somewhere in Texas, man. He's, it, he, what, I don't fucking care, but he's got this mixing bowl. <laughs> Just full of fucking Rotel chili. <laughs> and he's just sitting there with the tiniest spoon you could ever think of. It's a little teaspoon. <laughs> no, it's like one of those little ice cream spoons. No, those little baby spoons. You remember the little plastic spoons? 
You know, have like little pictures of frogs or ducks or something on oh, it. He definitely you know? has a frog spoon. So they're fucking. <laughs> He's got Pepe on a fucking spoon head. Dude, maybe that's why all of his shit's so fucked up because he just eats so much fucking chili, dude. Like, <laughs> he eats so much chili. Like, his intestines are prolapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a disgusting thing to think about. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, hold on. Here's the thing. I, I know, like, as far as what what is that uh, health? We have to cut this whole bit out. Like, it... I cannot leave this in. <laughs> but no, keep going. Well, we have to, uh, well we have to get I'm happy we're we're products. talking about that because, like, we're we're looking at um, damn it. <laughs> the 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 um. What what is it? The Infowars like health stuff oh, or whatever? Prison oh, no. Planet Health. The fucking. The supplements, the yeah. Infowars supplements. Yeah, and they like supposedly quote unquote clean your colon, but they just give you like super explosive diarrhea. Because he eats so much fucking chili. Maybe that's why he thinks this is normal. So do you think he uses more like pinto beans than he does kin- kidney beans in his in his bad chili? I think that it's a hell of a lot of pinto beans, but there's He's probably, probably got like 15 cans of Rotel in there. Oh, absolutely. You already know he does. Dude, his farts pounds, must smell super rank. How many pounds of ground beef? At least six, dude. Six pounds of ground Six. Hey, he's got that shit, like, he's got fridges just stocked with that chili. He'll cook that shit and, like, have, like, a two-week supply out of one batch, dude. This is so bad that I want to shit now. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, going back to what I said before. And if you don't know who I'm, what I'm talking about right now, I want a chili dog, dude. Fast heart attack. You'll never be as fast as Sonic. And then just distorted Sonic theme song music. <laughs> oh no, no, listen, I, I have nightmares of some bullshit uh, with Sonic. Okay. This, God, we all this stays. This we, all stays. We have to go to break. Alright, when we come back, we're going to talk about more depressing shit and interject with uh, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, thank mid- you for sticking around. By the way, <laughs> we really did miss you guys. Mid mid roll update. Uh. So we both had the same microphone. We've got this H one Zoom. Uh, mine does, has has some issues. I think. Uh, it's fine, but are you, are you recording? Uh, yes. Are you? I, I was mesmerized by the numbers. Fuck. They moved. Jeremy, god damn it. <laughs> Alright. So, we had Sorry. some, No, nah, it's fine, we had some issues with the audio. Um, basically, I don't know what the hell was going on, but it was recording my voice at the right pitch, or at the right speed, but at the wrong pitch. I mean, I thought it sounded fine. It, it, it sound, sounds about right. It'll be, it'll be fine. A very effeminate voice. I mean, I mean, it's. I, I don't really care. I would attribute it to Alvin and, from the Alvin and the Chipmunks. There it so. is. I mean, listen. Chances are it won't sound as bad because I'm going to be editing the shit out of this. But 
I'm also now recording on my iPhone because I don't have another recording tool. Also, Apple, if uh, the, no. the same goes for you, if you we our souls have a price tag, just we, we throw can't. that out there and, and wink, wink. Literally, you know, you you know, I can't do this. No, Jeremy, <laughs> you know the stop it, stop it. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you to stop it. Stopped. Fuck. All right. Moving on. So, <laughs> sorry. This is this topic is not funny. No. I mean, the last one we had a great time. The the goof with the chili with the chili and yeah. uh, and Alex Jones. That was good. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna combine this shit because. Uh, Basically, we have two situations where the state absolutely is garbage. And I, I say this not as an anarchist, but as just like a human fucking being. Yeah. Um, we're, uh, of course, I'm talking about Philando Castile, and then alternately, I'm going to talk about Otto Warmbier. This topic is complex. Both of these topics are complex. Um... I mean, I, I would say the Philando Castile situation is a lot less complex than the Otto Warmbier situation, but both of these have a lot of nuance that, I mean, we're not going to fucking hit this shit. We are, yeah. We're two chuckle fucks in a room laughing about chili, but at the same time, I thought it would be you know kind of beneficial to talk about this. So starting with Philando Castile, um, his shooter... A police officer in Milwaukee, um, or no, Minneapolis. That's a big difference. One's in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, fuck. It's, it's really late. Skipping a jump. It's, 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 it's okay. Okay, so pardon the kimono a little bit. This is it's one p.m. or one a.m. right now, where we are. Uh, anyway, so guy, Philando Castile, legal gun owner. Right. Knows his shit. Right. He's a community, not activist, he is literally like working in his community as someone who uh, feeds kids. Right. I mean, he is, he's like a food allergy specialist. Yeah, and actually memorize elementary like, school. students' uh, allergies yeah. and knew them by name. Like, I mean... Yeah, it was it, that's, like... That's some character right there to care so much about um so many people in that that one field and and want to invest yourself in memorizing those things i mean i think that speaks a, a lot to his character personally absolutely um so dude was in his car last year um with his wife and child and a police officer pulled him over i'm not going to say the name of the cop cuz to be honest with you he's gotten more publicity than he deserves at this point, uh, so you can find his name if you want to. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it here. Um, but basically, cop freaks out on him. I guess in testimony, he said that he smelled marijuana. And I guess that's a death sentence. Well, did, but, did you did you see the, uh, and sorry to cut you off, but no, did no, you no. see the, uh, the dash cam footage? Yeah. Yeah, like literally, the only reason that he got pulled over was quote unquote because he had a wide nose. Like he fit the description of uh, an armed robber, I think, is what he mm -hmm. said. But the only thing that made him fit the uh, the description was his quote unquote wide nose, right? Um, which automatically red flag for me. Um, yeah, 
But basically, it's like, hey, uh, you look functionally nothing like the guy we're looking at, but you know, yeah, you're you're the guy. Um, Castile lived in the state, um, Minnesota. Does not require uh, you to proclaim that you have a firearm in your car. Right. He did because responsible gun owner. Right. And for his troubles, for doing what he was supposed to, uh, he was shot and killed in front of his wife and child. Right. And the officer who did this was acquitted. Because, of course, he was. Um, was it was the case declared a mistrial? Oh, I feel like I'm going to have to pull that up and look. Um, okay, I'll vamp while you do that. Um, yeah. Whether or not it was a mistrial, uh, I mean, the, the most important thing is that... So, obviously racism is a real fucking thing in the United States. Uh, a lot of people want to... In these instances, justify, well, the guy or person, you know, because it's men and women, you know, it's it's not discriminatory, you know, black men and black women get killed by police in the United States. That's just a stone cold fact. Um, but basically, like, bootlickers will justify this by saying, you know, oh, well, he, they were doing something wrong. They were running away. They were running toward. They had what looked like a gun. You know, they were wearing certain clothes. And Castile was, I don't think an NRA member, but he was, again, a responsible gun owner. He had a firearm in his glove compartment. He was reaching for his wallet, not his glove compartment. As, uh, as instructed. As instructed by the officer. And he was shot. And no one has said a fucking word from the conservative gun people. Right. I want to make a distinction here. Um, There are radical gun rights people on what I would call the left or in the anarchist movement. You have Redneck Revolt. You have John Brown Gun Club. Uh, These are organizations that are dedicated to, you know, arming communities in a responsible and safe fashion. Right. Fashion. Jesus Christ. Fashion. Um, and, you know, they had lots to say, obviously, because it, it hurts their mission when a responsible gun owner, a member of the community in good standing, and someone who is black right. gets killed for doing everything right. Right. And I saw this really powerful... Like, I don't usually like to, you know, call out, like, great sort of comedy news groups or organizations like I I think Comedy Central's whole shit is old. I agree. But Trevor Noah had a really good episode recently. Um, Basically he put it into stark relief. Um, You know, there is nothing that a black person can do uh, and not get pulled over, harassed and ultimately killed by police. Right. And that it's, it's a situation of there's a problem in policing. And this is something that, you know, a lot of folks in my sort of grouping have been trying to say for years. Um, You know, it's not... The racism is a part of it. Right. The racism is a huge, huge, huge part of it. But policing in general is meant to be 
adversarial. Right. It's meant to be um, oppositional. Right. When you get pulled over by a police officer, you are not being looked at like a citizen who's made a mistake. You're being looked at like a potential criminal. Exactly. You know, the drug war, um, militarized policing over the last 30, 40 years has resulted in a major suspicion of regular people by police and vice versa. Right. You know, there's... You know, I I don't even really recall the last time I saw an outreach group program by a police station or a police force. Um, but I do hear all the time about know your rights campaigns. Right. And I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> like, this is a conversation that's been going on for so long. We've obviously we have the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we have the, you know, we have a bunch of people who now consider themselves to be prison abolitionists. And, you know, from my perspective, like right now, looking at the just abysmal state of things, I can't think of another solution. It's not even because I'm an anarchist, you know, when the most common response you get from police is I'm afraid for my life every day. Right. I saw at least one suggestion that I thought was like a good half measure of like make policing more like the fire department right. where police only respond to things that are happening. Right. Um, as opposed to looking for things to happen. Right. But even then I don't see there being an easy way to quote unquote reform police. Right. Um, because the re- police reforms that we've gotten haven't worked. Or they, you know, I saw this one video of this kid in, oh, fuck, I forget where it is, but uh, he was just driving through his university and a cop like pulled him over um, and like opened the dude's door. Right. And just started kicking the shit out of him. Right. And <laughs> it's like, I, how? There's no, there's no de-escalation here. There's no, no caution. No. And yet, here's where shit really bothers me. You got dude like Jeremy, whatever the fuck his name is from, uh, not you, right. um, but from the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland, fucking killing people, right? Slaughtering them with knives, right? Running at cops like, kill me, kill me, kill me. I'm crazy, right? You've got Dylan Roof. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took him to get a cheeseburger and everything. Got it's like, hey, what do you want from fucking Burger King? Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, there are more vigils for dead community members right. and young kids right. than there are, you know, like, oh hey, get well soon. Here's a here's right. a fucking Kickstarter for your hospital bills. Yeah. Or and- even just nothing at all. Like, oh, nothing happened. Like yeah. Not, not I, I, you've got a point. Now I want you to have it. But no, you're okay. Um, earlier today, I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop. I was down in Oklahoma City. Um, I was going to the Pride Parade, and cop pulled me over because um, my tags. Right. Um, I haven't gotten my license plate yet because the state of Oklahoma is a boiling trash fire. But um, I explained what was going on to the cop, and nothing happened. If I were black, I couldn't have done that. 
Yeah. They're like, hey, where are you headed? What right. what what is your fucking purpose? Right. You know, I would have had to be super like non-committal yeah. and like this was an interaction that lasted two minutes and I was on my way and it right. could have had I been black been completely different yeah and uh, well there, there's a couple of things first off um, number one he was actually found not guilty of uh, uh, manslaughter um, and I kind of want to touch on a couple of things that you said because you said that you can't think of a way to make these things stop. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think there is. Um, because, I mean, we, 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 we were told that these officers have, like, uh, now body cameras to, quote-unquote, protect um, the citizen from them, which, number one, that wording alone just really bothers me. Um, the fact that you feel like you have to pretty much put this proverbial collar on a person to, to keep him from going full-on, like, just fucking rage mode on a, uh, on a stranger, regardless of what he's guilty or innocent of, that doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Um, you know, that right there really bothers me, so that's done nothing. Um, the, the same officers are also armed with non-lethal options. Um, so you, you have your stun guns, you have your batons, you, you have these things that you can use um, in lieu of lethal force. If you were to use lethal force, um, you know, there there are a multitude of different ways you can shoot a gun without killing a person. You know what I mean? And and, the, and I've heard the argument a thousand times where it's like, oh well, no, you know, they shouldn't have done the crime or whatever. The, the reality is, the same people are the ones who will sit there and like uh, parade around all the the positives of living in a democratic nation and all this bullshit, but. In the same, in the same breath, will tell you well you shouldn't have broken the law if you didn't want to take a bullet and end up dead. That doesn't make sense because in in the same country we we're supposed to pride ourselves on being able to be uh, to say that we are innocent until proven guilty. But we have people who are shot long and killed long before they were ever even tried. You know what I mean? Like, long before we even have any information on these people, and it's only after um, we, we have a, 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 a dead person um, with blood on our hands, you know, where people are like, oh, well, he's got a criminal record, and here's all these Facebook pictures and all that shit. You know what? Do me a favor. Go through my Facebook, find every picture of me with a fucking mohawk, dressed funny, throwing up the middle finger... If I ever uh, wind up dead for any reason, it, it, not not by cop or, or anything like that, just dead, parade that around and tell people that I'm a bad person. You know what I mean? It's not going to work the same because of the fact that there are people in this world who will be able to sit there and back me up and say that it's not true. Because I've got a smile on my face. You know what I mean? Um, so, what do you do? We know somebody who attempted to go the peaceful route attempted to comply who is not black who ended up facing terrorist charges just so a cop could cover his own ass yeah so um for context uh last summer uh there was a black lives matter rally in oklahoma city um and of course anyone who was sort of agreeable to that movement came out marched and one of those folks was this kid brandon uh he goes by donnie um i say kid he's like 25 like 
He's I think, a kid at heart. Come yeah, on. he's a kid at heart. He's 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 a good. He's a good guy. Uh, so I was at that rally too, and I was actually walking with all that just whole group of people, and um, you know, the interaction that I had with with Brandon was, oh hey, we should talk about uh, Gravity Falls, which is you know was his favorite cartoon at the time, and motherfuckers arrested him on terrorism charges on cons- on like conspiracy charges right uh or, or no 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 uh, it was terrorism hoax I, right. I take that back so terrorism hoax um what the fuck is terrorism hoax well according to the Oklahoma law terrorism hoax is basically you said you were going to commit terrorism but you didn't you know it's like it's illegal to say the thing and then not do the thing which to be fair saying i'm gonna go blow up a building is probably a bad fucking move right anywhere but that's not what donnie did donnie was trying to hear some of the speakers at this black lives matter rally he was trying to move forward into the crowd he had a backpack it had some like fireworks because literally this happened six days after july 4th so you know he's he's a you know, I, I would call him a hillbilly. <laughs> um, but news got out that he was the only person arrested at this rally. Um, they called him a sovereign citizen. They called him... Which, did he even know what that was? At the no, time? he didn't know so what the fuck just, that was. Yeah. I had to tell him what it was. Wow. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not me at all. Right. Um, Donnie is, I would say, loosely anarchist. He's a, he's a traveler kid. He's, uh, you know, he's, I mean... He's a crust punk. Yeah, <laughs> he plays. He plays in a crusty, fucking bluegrass band. Super good band. It's a great one. band. Um, I might ask him for some music. Uh, I don't know if they have anything. It's fine. We'll find out. I know there's a band camp. <laughs> we don't want to throw them out there. We'll we'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out, and uh, you'll hear it if we can play it. But, uh, like, he was facing a hundred thousand dollars in fines in uh, potentially 15 years of jail. Um, all charges were dropped. And it's only because of the fact that but, we had enough evidence that the people had... I, I say we. I wasn't actually there. Um, I was a supporter, I guess, from the sidelines. You know, but uh, there was enough support and evidence uh, from the people around him and him and enough pictures to kind of disprove what was being said about him. Yeah. And we bring this up not to belittle or minimize the shit that Philando Castile went through. Right. Um, but there is no peaceful interaction with police. What? Donnie was then fucking ridiculed by the media. Yeah. Called a right-wing terrorist. They he called is, him a white kid, too. I remember yeah. that. You know, that was the Lost Ogle. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> um, by the way, he's not white. That Let's go ahead and uh, just clear up what we're talking about mm-hmm. there. So, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um... But basically, you, you know, it, it's it was some hot garbage. Yeah. Again, that is not to say that like that's equivalent to Flano Castile, but it does go to show like there are no p- peaceful interactions with cops. Well, and unless you are a button-down white guy. Yeah. And, and really, the the point that I, I'm trying to make because I only use him as one example. I, I can honestly tell you, I'm nowhere. You know, I've got a story myself that is nowhere near as bad as anything like that. 
Um, but I personally have suffered my own, um, uh, I guess, form of uh, police brutality myself uh, over a $78 ticket, um, which I'm not going to go into details about. Sure. Um, I had a knot on my head. Um, I had bloody wrists. I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say this is because whenever you're sitting from the sidelines and looking at these things, I hear it all the time. Like I said, you know, they shouldn't have been doing these things. And, but the reality is a lot of times they're not. You know what I mean? They're, they're not actually doing things like that. And outside of, you know, whenever you look at something as like the death penalty, which I, you know, I disagree with myself just for my own reasons. But um, I definitely don't think that, you know, going over the speed limit, looking a certain way, selling a CD, selling cigarettes, or even just having a, 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 a disrespectful tone deserves a bullet you know what i mean it it just doesn't make sense to me and no it doesn't and and so whenever these people sitting on the sidelines there's just so much how do how do i say it there's just so many people who are just wanting to kind of blind um themselves to the idea that there's something inherently wrong with the way the people who are set up to protect you are treating other people well, here's here's the thing, right? Cops are family members. They're sons of and daughters course. and husbands and wives. And my only thing is, why why do we not empathize with the people who die? Because they're also sons, daughters, husbands, wives, aunts, uncles, things like that. And yeah. on top of that, when did we become a country that shoot first and ask questions later in terms of domestic sort of shit? Yeah. You know, obviously we can go into the whole sordid history of Americans' foreign policy, but we're not going to because we're at 50 fucking minutes. But <laughs> we can fucking talk about the fact that we live in a society where there are supposed to be uh, due process. Yeah. What part of shoot to kill is due process? Exactly. I mean, it, it, how how many years does it take just to sentence one person to the death penalty? Fucking several. Yeah. Um, and, and we're we're talking just so much money dumped into a, a legal system over something involving somebody who has multiple deaths on their hands. You know what I mean? And and in that case, it's just a one bullet ended it, and so he ended up like going on trial over something very simple long after he had the chance to defend himself in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm also kind of uh, concerned because I, I really do wonder how um, this story would have spun had the other, um, like the dash cam and the, uh, unfortunately, the I, it's, so to preface what I'm going to say, um, I don't typically see a lot of footage like this that made me cry. But myself, I'm a father, you know, and oh god, seeing um, oh, the backseat talking about yeah, yeah the backseat footage of of his his daughter and the mother, um, trying their hardest to come to terms with this, but at the same time, this baby, this poor baby, understanding. And, and and for those of you, you that have not seen it, find it and you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Understanding that the father did nothing to deserve this, but she is wanting her mother 
to stay calm so that they don't get shot too. It's it's disgusting. It's, yeah, I, it's I, I cried. I cried. I'm whenever whenever I saw that because it, it's important. It, it's absolutely it's it's reprehensible. It's maddening. And, and I'm not talking like I'm angry. I'm talking about this is some Lovecraftian nightmare horror shit. But it's it's in the form of something familiar. Right. The monsters in Philando Castile's closet aren't going to be these make-believe boogeymen. Right. It's going to be a man with a badge and a gun. Right. And... I mean, the only way that I can think of to make it right for her is to abolish the police and come up with something else. Right. But that kind of position gets you shakes of the head and, oh, well, think of the families of the police officers and, like, fucking think of the families of the people who the police kill. Please, fucking for once, just do that. I don't care what you think about Black Lives Matter. I don't care what you think about um, anarchism or radical politics. Right. Think of right. these broken matter. fucking families that are not broken because insert racist bell jar shit here. Right. Broken because of the police. Broken because of the people who are supposed to protect and serve them. And even more further broken by the people who will actually support this idea that they can do no wrong i mean that that's the real fucking problem it's not just the fact that the police are, are able to do this and get a fucking away with it i mean we've got enough cases here in oklahoma to prove that they can um but even more so that there are people who will actually sign off and and support this shit yeah I mean, at least admit that they made a mistake. At the for the, at the very least, I mean, just admit that they made a mistake. Stop allowing them or painting these people to be any is some sort of righteous uh, uh, acting uh, uh, member of society because they weren't. I mean, if I kill a person in self defense, if if I've got, I mean, if I I sat here and you know, fucking killed Trevor because Trevor fucking just jumped over the table and started strangling me. We, I will still be investigated. Yeah. I will still be held accountable for his death. And you will still look into my criminal history. I don't have one, but you will try to find something. You want to make sense of these things whenever it comes to the people living next door. But because this person has assigned a certain job role, no, we're, we're just going to accept it as is. It's, it's not right. It's gross. Um, we have one more thing to talk about in terms of heavy, depressing shit, but I think we need to, to take a break and come back. And um, When we do, we will talk. I think, actually, okay, so... Instead of going right into that depressing shit, I think we probably need to intersperse <laughs> this conversation with something a little less uh, shitty. Sound good? Yeah, let's let's get not shitty. Fantastic. Be right back. I'm 
no, yours is not at fucking right, but... So, to welcome us into this segment, Jeremy wanted me to say... So, what the fuck was it? <laughs> I've forgotten. It's like, sorry wo kuresai. Which is... Onichan. Which is... We, we are back. It is absolutely And we not. love you. It is absolutely fucking lutely not welcome back. You're, you're also looking great tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not you, uh, Trevor. No, I, um, I'm looking like a trash fire. I'm talking to you. Do not, Jeremy, do not do ASMR. Do not, do not create those tingles. People get off on that shit. Do you, do you want to be the person they jack off to? We're talking about this on the air. Oh, don't. Oh, don't do that. Don't make the nap. Oh, man. Yes. I have to lean as far away from the mic as possible now to balance this shit out. Oh, my God. I can't fucking drink anything anymore. Let's get back into it. Seriously? I... I <laughs> You are Travis. You have covered yourself in Dr. Pepper. What did you say my name was? Travis. I'm sorry. I don't know a person by that name. I feel like I'm looking at you, Travis. Do let's, not. Let's hop back into it, Travi. Do not confuse the fucking listeners on episode one. Um, I mean, I'm sure if there's a Jason listening, Jason, this one's for you. Jason's fine with it. Who the Isn't that fuck right, is Jason? Who's Jason? If there's a Jason listening, he's totally cool with it. I mean, everybody else is probably thinking this is really fucking stupid, but Jason's totally on board with this shit. I know Jason. I'm going to send him this episode when we finish. Okay, Hi, Jason. Uh, <laughs> um, so, the DC movies have sucked. It breaks my heart. So, to, to give us some context, I'm a... Decently big Marvel fan. Jeremy <coughs> is a DC fan. He loves Batman. I do. He, so much. He's a big Batman. We have spent hours in our work parking lot talking about DC comics. We and got Marvel the cops called on us. Uh, yeah. No, we did. Um, we left. We're having that discussion. We, we left. We left before the cops showed up. Yeah. Um, we do, I don't want to die over a uh, Batman conversation. Personally. No, I'm good. It's not really on my agenda. The the Joker is already known for his abusive relationships to begin with. I don't want there to be other things going on. God, can you imagine that in the headlines, though? <laughs> Two nerds have <laughs> internet discussion in real life about Batman. Get, call, get the cops called on them. That's a dark timeline, Jeremy. This is, this is a bad timeline. <laughs> Anyway, I, I saw Wonder Woman. Fitting for the the yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, it would be fitting for the 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 tone of this episode. We've decided on a very dark tone yeah. for our first episode. But uh, God, we're we're basically goth right now. Throw on some fucking uh, Planet of Zymox. <laughs> let's get let, let's just dance around. And, I don't think anyone knows who that band is. You know what? There's probably at least one person. Just one person. Is it Jason? And, I, I think Jason's more into, like, 90s pop punk. <laughs> so, Newfound Glory? Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like like new, Newfound Glory, maybe. Not really the old. He still thinks that they're, they've been around for maybe five years. 
Oof. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't we can't have music discussions. Jason, with that guy. Jason, we're trying to tell you, man, you need to dig deeper. All right, like um, we're not judging you. Like you, you're not like okay, Jason. This is an intervention. <laughs> Please have a seat. Have, we, have I don't care if you're driving. Pull your car over. We love you like crazy. We just love you to death, Jason. But your music taste it leaves something to be desired. You you are literally on the most recent Green Day album going, this is the best shit that's ever been released. Jason, it's really not. It, it's a better album, I will say, than Uno, Dos, or Trey. Subjective. I would say better than the last fucking album they released. It's better than Nickelback. Also true, but I was about to go on a tangent about Smash Mouth just now. And I'm also glad I want, stopped. I also want uh, you to know you're probably wasting your money on the Warped Tour tickets. Please reconsider. Please reconsider. Support your local scene, Jason. Jason, there is other music out there. I'm here to tell you that this music is much better than the music you've been listening to. Even no effects. Yeah. Uh, even no effects. Uh, even them. Uh, uh, Do you disagree with me, Jeremy? I'm trying to get him somewhere. I mean, okay, maybe start at no effects, just... Don't stop there? No, 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 no. That's because not what I'm saying. Because a lot of people seem to stop there. No, you can't stop at no effects. You have to dig deeper. Yeah. Uh, even Pennywise is deeper than no effects. Uh, same same level. Let me but... recommend the last Lagwagon yeah. album to you, Jason. It's so good. Hey, you'll probably dig Jawbreaker if you like Newfound Glory. Oh, dude, start a boxcar. That's like their big hit. Everybody knows that song. And then just kind of go from there. Yeah, it, it's so good, I, Jason. You're going to be so happy that so, we, we're having this discussion right now. There are two paths Jason can go down now. He can either be, he can turn into a youth crew kid, true, or he can listen to nothing but post hardcore. Those are the two paths. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's not the point of this discussion today. Well, hold on. I do. I do. <laughs> oh appreciate, shit. Uh, um, now, Bradley. Um, because I, I know that there's got to be a Bradley listening. Uh, maybe. Chadwick. Chadwick? No, Chadwick, he's he's too big in a boat shoes. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really trust Chadwick's opinion on music. But, he likes Kenny Chesney. Yeah, let's talk to Bradley for a minute. Bradley, if you if you could just hang out with Jason for a little bit, just just get him into anything. I know that you're into like that, that early... Italian like the, scram shit. Yeah, I mean... I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now. I was really gonna. I was. <laughs> I, I know you listen to some weird shit. Bradley, I, I do but, listen to weird shit. But let let uh, no. I'm not talking to you, Travis. I'm talking about Bradley. Fuck here. off, Bradley. Hang out with Jason. Show him some of the early '90s Epitaph Records music. Maybe burn him a couple of copies of those Punkorama. Um, oh yeah, um, those are some good ones. Oh yeah, just just especially Punkorama number three. Keep Punk him away. Or, keep him away from the street punk. Keep him so far away from street punk. He's gonna get it so wrapped up into it. He's he's Jason. He's gonna spend hundreds of dollars so, on studs. Oh my god, so many studs. Keep Jason away from that. He gets so hung up on these things. Really diversify things. Really show him like rich kids on Ritalin, man. Is that what they're called? Or sure. RKL? I think that's it. I, that sounds like a thing. No. And if it's not, <laughs> if it's not, I feel he can like, make it a thing. I feel like me and Travis are about to start a band. No. Called Rich Kids on Redland. We're doing it. 
I think that's really a thing, though. I'm sorry, RKO. J- J- Joffrey, I'm going to have to stop you there. <laughs> First of all, there's no fucking way I'm starting a band called that. Second of all, Joffrey, <laughs> how do you fucking like it, you son of a bitch? I like that name a lot, actually. <laughs> all right, Joffrey. What's up, Bradley? What's up, Travis? I was going to say some shit about how the, the DC movies have all sucked until recently with the release of Wonder Woman. Now, here's the thing. The new Wonder Woman, I will not spoil it for, for Joffrey. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to stick with this bit until it dies. Uh, I will not ruin the movie for you, but I will say, if you took it as like just a movie outside of context, it would be about... As good, if not a little bit less good, than the first Captain America movie, which most people say it was pretty okay. It, okay. it, it established a story. Okay. It established the character. And Wonder Woman does this for Wonder for Diana of Themyscira. Uh, Chris Pine's really good in this. Like he's got kind of a virtuosic role, role in it. Um, you know, you've got I can't remember the fuck the the he's Arthur Weasley in the Harry Potter. No, he's Lupin. In the Harry Potter movies. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't remember his name. Uh, but he's in it. He plays a pretty big role. Basically, it's Captain America in World War One, led by a Greek lady. But it had a better tone, better action scenes, a much more sort of vibrant feel than the last three Zack Snyder movie... Wait, there have only been fucking two of those, haven't there? Yeah, because Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's... So two Zack Snyder movies and whatever the fuck that Suicide Squad movie was. Fuck Jared Leto. I don't want to talk about that. We won't, we won't, we won't. I... I... But... Jeremy, your... Your fandom is in trouble. It is. It's been in trouble for DC, years. DC, like, here's my shit, right? DC can't... <laughs> they're stuck in two paths here. Right. They can either keep going down the bullshit that Zack Schneider has been peddling. Right. With this grim, dark, ironic, post-Watchmen DC universe. Yeah, after, after the Watchmen, they just kind of get stuck there. Or they can go down this, like, <clears throat> really sort of absurdly earnest and adorable... But also, like, could definitely rip your head out of your neck. Right. Wonder Woman type deal. I mean, here's my thing. Um, You say I'm a massive DC fan, and you're right to an extent. So, I love, like, their animated series. Except for... Here's the thing. We, we can we don't have to talk about the Killing Joke. Yeah, we're we're not going to. That, that <laughs> breaks my heart to the stays. So I'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen. Uh huh. Um, I feel like I got fucked like Batgirl in that movie. Oh god, that hurt. Um, that was a bad, 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 bad joke. God, I'm so also sorry. spoilers for the Killing Joke. If you haven't seen that movie, Batgirl gets don't fucked watch by it. Batman. Do not watch it. Batgirl, Batgirl gets fucked by Batman. Um, stay away. Just, okay. it, it you know just, what? Somewhere in a cave in in England next to, like, some runes, Alan Moore is crying. <sighs> Poor Alan Moore. Poor fucked Alan Moore. <laughs> <Just so. laughs> 
first Watchmen, then V for Vendetta. But then there, there's a Watchmen joke. series coming out. For oh yeah, by other. Brian Azzarello. Yeah. He's the same guy who wrote the Killing Joke yeah. movie. Oh oh god. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, no, I didn't it's not that he good. Was the one making it. Yeah. Um. Now I'm sad. Um. Well, I had a whole thing I was going to do about that, but that just but got now destroyed. It's t- now it's um, dead. <laughs> now I'm just sad. No. Um. Okay, so here, here's my thing. I number one, I absolutely abhor everything with Superman in it. If it pertains to Superman, no, um, I hate it. Just hard no. Just, just a hard no. I don't care to watch it. Batman vs Superman. I knew it was going to be terrible because it had Superman in it. And guess what? It was terrible not because it had Superman in it, but just because it was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, no, that one managed to surprise just on the basis that. Every part of the movie was bad. Right. Not just the Superman part. Right. And, and well, my thing with uh, DC, like, there, there there was a time for a very long time where I would watch these movies and I kind of knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even the old old Batman movies, like Batman and Robin, I fucking love Batman and Robin. Oh, but, the, like, that's the thing. Okay, so let's let's go back to talking about tone. Those movies were fun. The right. even the ridiculous Christopher Reeve Superman movies were fun. They had a fun aspect to them. The I, first if you Batman. Say so. I mean, I I know you probably found it boring. Super. But like. Oh, I just made a pun. You did. <laughs> but they were whimsical. Right. Let's let's call it fucking whimsical because not and there there are not enough movies that get that cred these days. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of grim dark. Heavy realism, like Batman doesn't dress in fucking tights anymore. He dresses in a Kevlar battle armor yeah, suit. Yeah, it's, it's a fallen uh, armor. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you you can't have that fun anymore because the realism is such is is such a big part of it. But you know, like there's this vibrancy in those movies, even in the the, the shitty Batman movies in the nineties. And they were like, still so good. I like still love George. Those movies. Was George Clooney? In? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was Batman yeah. in one of them. Yeah. Fucking Vin. Vin even, I can't remember his name now. What the fuck is his name? Homeboy. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the other guy who played Batman. The, the other one. <laughs> he had the bat nipples. Yeah, the, the bat nipples were the best part of that suit, by the way. But, I dare anyone to tell me otherwise. I personally enjoyed seeing Batman's erect nipples. Gross. Uh... <laughs> Not gross because of erect man nipples, but gross because of Batman's nipples. Because here's the thing, right? That suit was not breathable. No. Say, we can say shit about the the Kevlar armor, but I'm pretty sure that wicks away sweat. Yeah, I'm sure he but, smelled terrible, but I will say but, there, there, there are demographics of people who will say they that love that leather. is incredibly hot. They love latex. Oh, they, they love, love that shit. This so, is a weird conversation. You know what? <laughs> You know what? If um, we want to sexualize Batman's nipples, we're going to sexualize Batman's nipples. That's fair. And quite so, frankly, they were beautiful. They were magnificent. I don't feel like you owed us an apology, by the way. I feel like you should have backed his nipples a little bit harder. Just for the record. Uh-huh. Okay. But that, so, that's really it. <laughs> now that we've we finished doing a deep dive into Batman's <laughs> chest area. Uh, but, I mean, there, there are really good parts of that movie. Like, the fact that... Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And and the fact that you had Tommy Lee Jones, the weirdest casting ever as Two-Face. <laughs> but he did it really well, he, though. He did a good job. 
you know, say what you want about Tommy Lee Jones and anything, he puts in the fucking work. He's yeah. a real actor. And I've seen um, people talk shit on Jim Carrey for his role as the Riddler, man. Yeah. But I mean, even that was fantastic, in my opinion. And I hate Jim Carrey, uh, just as an actor. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great guy, personally. I'd probably have a beer with him, just say I did. But in the end, I'm still going to tell Jim Carrey, to his titties, that I absolutely hate almost every single thing that he's in, minus his role as the Riddler. Yeah, but you start to get into the Christopher Nolan Batman era, and you're like, okay, now these movies are starting to get dark. Now these movies are like, you know, even with Batman Begins, though, there's still kind of this, like, whimsical aspect of it. It's yeah. like, you know, they had, like, the CG fucking Gotham City. Right. They had the fact that Liam goddamn Neeson was Ra's al Ghul. Right. They, you know, it, like, they had the fucking League of Assassins playing a major role, like, at, not as a, like, a joke or anything like right. that. And then two movies later... The big bad is a very strong soldier who likes to manipulate people and, sh- you know, throw nukes off. And it's in Chicago. How can you motherfuckers do that to Bane? How can what you motherfuckers mean? do that to goddamn Bane? But what do you how, mean? How do you fuck up Bane? How do you fuck up Bane? He's pretty much like a, a, a tank person with the mind of a 12-year-old. How did you fuck that up, you piece of shit? Fuck you. Fuck you, DC, for allowing this to happen to one of the greatest fucking supervillains, in my opinion, ever. Okay? You piece of shit motherfucker. You should be held in fucking trial for this shit. You should be fucking... Why the fuck are we apologizing for Batman's nipples? Okay? Why aren't we Why aren't we apologizing for Bane and the way that you fucking bastardize that fucking role? His mask? His mask? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you mad, though? <laughs> God damn it, Travis. <laughs> I, I was less concerned about Batman's nipples because, again, erotic. But Bane? <sighs> Fucking Bane. I want an apologize, uh, apology for that shit, and I want it in writing. I want you to sign that shit with, in blood. Fuck you. Go ahead. I don't have anything else to say <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck, alright, um, basically, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has this shit unlocked, even if they make, like, seven or eight new, like, shitty movies. Which is super weird, because for the longest time I hated Marvel movies, but here I am for the past, like, four years really super enjoying the Marvel movies. That's because they got good. They, they're really good at what they do. They, like, they have a formula and they stick with it and it's fine. Well, the, the weird thing about it is one of, the, uh, one of the superheroes that I always hated the most, because, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to make everyone all mad about it. Was it this. Captain America? No, Captain America I thought was interesting, even, though, it, even though he was stolen. Is it Iron Man? No. It's not Iron Man? I, well, I hate Iron Man, but no. It was Spider-Man. Oh, alright. I hate I hate Spider-Man. Like, I, I never found his character interesting. I never... Like, he's he, for me, is, like, right there on par with Superman. Okay. I feel like it's just overdone, it's overrated, and, I feel, and to be fair, before everyone, you know, once again, cracks those knuckles, Hey, Jeremy, what about Batman? Number one... What the fuck about Batman? I like Green Arrow more. (laughs) (laughs) 
hurts. It hurts. But but here's the thing. As, as Green Arrow over- has gotten a better Batman treatment than Batman has lately. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't even disagree. I really can't. I mean, Watch the CW fucking DC shit. It's actually really good. I, I didn't like it. Personally, it's I, better than the fucking uh, oh, cinematic universe. Oh god! Well, the cinematic universe has always been a dumpster fire. But here's the thing: like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's really weird because, like, here for the past couple of years, you know, like I look at at Spider Man, and like with Homecoming coming out, which has not only fucking Spider Man, right? But Iron Man. But Iron Man, two of my absolute least favorite Marvel characters ever written for mm-hmm. in the same movie and i genuinely intend to go watch it in the theaters me too and i hate theaters because <laughs> i don't like people so you'll be happy to hear that spider-man homecoming has ooh, it's got kevin costner in it too i don't really like him i don't either but here he is he's being he's doing fine uh is it Dennis Quaid or fucking... They look the same. <laughs> Kevin... Co- I'm saying it now for the record. Kevin Costner and fucking Randy... Or De- Dennis Quaid are the same they people. They are the exact same people. Absolutely the exact same person. Anyway. Uh, basically, you'll be happy to hear that Homecoming has gotten as good reviews just in the early like onset as um, Spider-Man 2. Which was what? Now, I know you didn't like Spider Man, but it was considered to be the best it was, film version of Spider Man. Yeah, and it, it was a, it was an okay movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I didn't actually care to watch it up until it. Uh, I think it received an Emmy. Um, no, those are Oscars, dude. Or an Oscar? Is <laughs> an Oscar? I don't know what the hell it won. It, I don't think it won an Oscar though, because the only Oscar nomination for like anything was no, dark knight I, I feel like it won something we'll go back and this look at it this is a 2014 movie right no 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 this is like from 2006 oh no i'm not talking about that one fuck that movie i hated that oh movie. no the amazing spider-man was garbage too i mean it's all terrible it's all spider-man yeah but it had andrew garfield as spider-man i mean if i'm being honest <laughs> with you i always thought garfield was a really great cartoon character <laughs> No, Andrew Garfield looks very similar to Barry Allen on CW Flash, which is a really weird thing to think about. Go look at Grant Gustin and go look at Andrew Garfield. I'm, they, again, same goddamn people. Hold on, hold on. I'm doing this. Hold on. Give me a moment. Give me just a second. And right now, Jeremy is looking at his phone and he's wasting so much airtime. Well, I'm, no, I'm trying to see Andrew Garfield because now I I'm have just to really ramp. confused. I have to vamp so hard right now. Are you... Did you say you have to vape? No, I didn't say vape, you son of a bitch. This guy just looks like, uh... No, now look up Grant Gustin. He looks like... No, fucking... No, hold on, hold on, hold Hold on. on. Before we do that, before we do that, give me a second. Let me say what I'm going to say. God damn it. Okay. He looks like um, Brendan Urie. If Brendan Urie had a cracked out twin brother. Okay. Now. This does not look like Garfield, by the way. <laughs> I no. really feel misled. No, it, it looks nothing like Garfield. Now. Okay, now. Gotta go fast. This is, this is Grant Gustin. 
No, that's the exact same person. No, that's Grant Gustin. No, that's the same person. This is not Andrew Garfield. No, that's the same person. No, this is gu- fucking Grant goddamn Gustin. Why is it Brendan Urie and talk with these people to create, like, some really weird, like, uh... Because Andrew Garfield is worth, like, $100 million now. When did Garfield blow up like that, though? I hate you so much. I hate Mondays. It is officially Monday, by the way. Can, I just realized that. It's been Monday. Pun. It's been Monday for two fucking hours. I hate Mondays. I don't like Mondays. <laughs> I don't like Mondays. So basically, I don't like Mondays. So I'm gonna shoot Hoot. the whole thing down. It's uh, it's. Cher singing a boom down that song. So I will never do that again. No, no, hold on. If anyone is interested in booking uh, uh, Trevor, oh, um, okay. Now it's my real yeah, name. Uh, Fuck off. You know, send us those emails. Uh, get us some cash flow. No. Uh, he's straight edge. We'll get him on drugs. It's all good. No, we got this. <laughs> we okay. got this, guys. I'm, I'm looking at. So I'm recording audio right now on my computer and my iPhone. And um, every time I do, no, it absolutely spikes the audio out. Oh, dude, this, this audio is going to sound like total garbage. It's going to sound absolute garbage. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. God, people are going to hate us. No, they're not, because this is still has the good audio that I'm going to be putting in instead of the shit audio. I don't know how that's going to work. Anyway. Have you ever uh, seen Garfield without Garfield or Garfield minus Garfield? I have seen both. Oh god, it's so good. What are you doing, dude? What what was the ding? God. That was our friend Nina. 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 Texting us at two in the fucking Nina, morning. I need you to stop fucking texting us right now. Okay? I love you to death, but go fuck yourself while we're doing this and then we'll come back, we'll tell you that we love you and we're sorry for telling you to go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. I think we need to go to break. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Enjoy, enjoy the Boomtown Rats. And and by the way, Jason, hit up Nina. Nina's got a pretty good taste in music. No, don't do that. Don't give her any more stress. Jason, you're a fuck boy. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping the recording. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Trevor. I hope you guys are enjoying the first episode of the Terminus podcast. So I just wanted to to put out a little content note. We actually had an entire um, full-length discussion about Otto Warm Beer. Um, The discussion kind of got off the rails a little bit. We're not really sure how to proceed. Um, In the interest of not only sort of wanting to make sure we're having a good discussion, but also in the interest of time, um, we've gone ahead and we've cut this section of the podcast. That being said, we did not destroy it. We may release it at a later time. Um, but for right now, we're going to put that one on ice. In the meantime, uh, we're going to skip to the end section and go from there. I will see you guys next episode, which should probably be up this Sunday. All right. So, um, Trevor. Yes. Why don't we uh, hop over to the uh, you know Wayback Machine together? How about that? Oh, okay. 
Okay, so this is this is what you're gonna do on the last segment. This Just to be clear, what, this is what I'm gonna do on the last segment. Absolutely. Okay, where are we going on the way back machine? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go way back. Like we're gonna go way back. Are we talking centuries, decades, uh, months, years? Probably like 2011. Uh, oh, oh, okay, all okay. right. Well, 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 we'll go we'll go back just a little bit further, but um, okay. So basically, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Whenever, um, you know, uh, whenever you come over and like we're just kind of hanging out, or mm-hmm. you know, we're just playing video games or whatever. I thought it was kind of funny that we found ourselves in this position where like we we have this rekindled friendship, right? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I was doing concert promotions and I wasn't too great at it. Um, when, when was this? Was this yesterday? Like no. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, st- I'm not great at most things right now. <laughs> so um, and no. here we are doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I suck at this too. It's okay. Um, no. So do you remember? Um, being in a band called Self Minority. Do I remember? Yeah, of course it happened to me. Well, I, I, it, it was a thing that I did, yes. Well, I, I just didn't know if the years of heavy drug use have kind of worn on your mind or anything like that, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm about as uh, coherent as Charles Xavier is in Logan. <laughs> so, um, it, it was funny because I was thinking about, um, you know, whenever... You and I first met. It, it was because you were in this uh, uh, band mm-hmm. uh, called Self Minority. You were the bassist. We were terrible. Uh, no, I liked it, but whatever. I, I thought I was terrible. I mean, I. But I was. You, you, I was. I did play the bass. I, you, I wouldn't call myself a bassist. I what? I did play the bass though. I mean, you 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 plug some strings. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. It, uh, okay, so whenever um, you and I uh, first became friends, you mm-hmm. or you were in this band, right? Yes, we've established um, that. Yeah, we, we did just a couple of times, but you were in this band once again. Um, and I, I don't think you and I were like super duper close, but uh, your lead singer and I. No, I thought you were weird. Yeah. Oh well, I appreciate that. You're, you're you. welcome. I um, still think you're weird, but I think we click a little better now. Yeah, yeah, because you're not a <laughs> dick anymore. It's all good. No, I was a total dish. Oh, you were a piece of shit. I, so <laughs> I was, I was so full of myself. I was that kind of full of yourself that you are right the the summer after you graduate high school. Which coincidentally, this is the summer after I graduated fucking high school. So yeah. I acknowledge it. I was a douche. I was a two. I was just a fucking douche nozzle. So, I can't say words. Yeah, and and you you played one of the shows that I put on. And, uh-huh. Oh, this god, was with Adam Age. Oh god, yeah. And uh-huh. it, this it was, was what 2011. Yeah, yeah, early 2011. Yeah, and and we had our our, our money stolen and all that shit. It yeah, was that was a bad really time. Bad fucking. Time. I was really you know kind of looking forward to getting like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, and then you ended up giving us ten bucks. Uh, yeah, we were not happy because yeah. it was. Uh, I don't want to shit too hard on other areas, but you remember the pizza place oh. that we used to have to pay to play to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on the word pay to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck that. Oh, my God. That was actually a hard lesson in pay to play to me. Um, that was yeah. the first time I even heard of the term, and I was sitting in that van, and um, their ex-bassist uh, was like, so that was pay to play. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he ended up kind of educating me. Then I felt like super stupid. 
um, died a little bit on the inside. It was a good time. Because you were supposed to know this. You were the promoter. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I, I got into it. Um, you know, the, the field, be, you know, I mean, with them fair, with the understanding that I didn't know what I was doing. It, it was DIY. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm kind of shitting on you a little bit. Like, kind of no, okay. you, giving you shit. But, it's like, okay. I was terrible. Like, let's be clear. This was some DIY shit. Yeah. It's not like there is a rule book made for you specifically. Exactly. I mean, exactly. there might have been. The internet was okay in yeah. 2011. You could have found a rule book on this, but uh, side you probably wouldn't have read it. Side note about that. Um, after you left that show, by the way, there was almost a gun drawn. Um, okay, it, how almost? Because here's the thing. Oh, there, there was a gun present. Okay. And it was not on our side. So... How... Why almost? Because, again, like, when I think of almost... Like, there's no almost here. He either pulled the gun on you or he didn't. Uh, he had it hipped and he had it on his hand. And, okay. Um, basically, we ended up recovering about 60 of the almost $200 that we were owed. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there was this guy there, and I guess he he said that he worked security, but I don't really know about that. Um, and he had his hand on his... Whole, uh, it wasn't on his, TJ, was it? N- I don't know his name. TJ um, was the good dude from the conservatory. No, I won that guy. It was this older guy. Um, no, he he even admitted, like, you know, I thought that I was going to have to pull my gun out because he had it, like, unbuttoned and everything with his hand on the handle. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Private security? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And what was even weirder about it is he bought us all shots of tequila after all this uh, shit went down. Oh, yeah, because you know what You know what really strikes me is, like, being a great thing to have after a moment of high stress? Fucking alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked for me anyway. But, um... <laughs> no, and, and... You fucked, motherfucker. But I, I thought it was funny because, um... You know, you and I had a really stupid falling out. Um, and I mean, I, it wasn't after the show, though. It, it was it, not immediately after the show. It was. It, was it, a few it wasn't. Months. It wasn't because of the show. No, it wasn't because of the show. But it was a few months later, and uh, I can't remember what the topic was. Uh, for it the was something political. Yeah. Well, no, it, it had something to do with like. Uh, and forgive me if I get the terminology wrong. I think it was like. Uh, Something about philosophical anarchy or something like that. I, or I would not have unfriended you over that shit. Well, ba- basically, it was. Uh, I would have unfriended you for like saying some stupid shit about like gender. Yeah, I wanted anything like that. I never said anything about gender. Um, no, it, it, well, you disappeared after this conversation anyway. Again, you never really made it clear what happened. Um, oh, yeah. So all I have is conjecture, and then you're you're this was kind of like so I disappeared and... about November. Yeah, yeah, November like of 2011, and there's a story behind that. Uh, I will tell you the story off the air because it is actually kind of a it's a heavy thing. Okay. You know why? No, no. Like you know you know part of why, but we're not. I'm not going to give. Yeah, we're not going to hash it. I'm not going to give it. interested parties <laughs> the. Ammo. Got it. So we will we will move on from that discussion. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, suffice it to say that I did not unfriend you because of a disagreement. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, I, okay. Well, we just got that settled. I did not know that. <laughs> but it, it was interesting because like we went several years without once crossing paths. Yeah, it was like four uh, years. Yeah, not seeing four one another, not saying shit to one another. And he ended up, or, well, you ended up working with me. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I am in the room. We can talk to each other about this. Yeah, And we uh, ended up 
uh, I ended up training him. <laughs> like to well, so there's Twitter. there's a so the place we work is uh, it's a building. Yeah, it's a place. <laughs> it's is a physical location in the Oklahoma City metro area. That really narrows it down. Yeah, um, it, but it's, it's a small town. <laughs> basically, he helped uh, guide me through how to do everything at my job. Yeah, and then he basically helped me become. Well, he he. So it was weird. You were like, "Hey, I want you to get to this next level," and you put my name in some shit, and I was like, "Okay, cool, uh, fine." And then after you left, I decided to say, "Hey, fuck it," and I took the job that you once had. Yeah, yeah. And then it, you came back. Well, no, I think it, I, I just think it's really cool. Well, you kind of came back, kind of, kind of. Again, we can't talk about yeah. any of this. No, no, <laughs> it's mostly prostitution, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, so. <laughs> without knowing what we do, there is no way for us to be able to confirm or deny that. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's really interesting, and I'm actually really um, happy you and I have been able to kind of let bygones be bygones and put shit where it belongs so we could just do this. And I, I really, I'm just really happy to be able to share my time with you in this little fucking room. Are you going to start crying? I mean, I might suck you off later, but I mean... I, I I have a relationship. Not with you. Shit. Also, I, I don't even also, know Also, you're fucking married. You. Like, let's... No, she's cool with it, dude. She'll, she'll be alright. No, she's asleep. She doesn't I'll, know. I'll, I'll, I, dude, I could go wake her up. I could be like, hey, can I go do this real quick? She'll be, she'll be fine. It's all good. Will she, though? I mean, she probably... I feel like you should have a very certain answer. <laughs> oh, dude, she's it. cool. She's cool. Yeah, she's no, right. she's great. She's also your wife. And I'm in a relationship that I love my girlfriend very much. Okay, well, proverbial suck-off, physical suck-off, it's all the same, really. I mean, No, it's... yeah, no, that's fine, because that's what you've been doing for the last two and a half minutes or three. Yeah, So, it's... Yeah. I, yeah, basically, I just think it's really cool, because... Uh... No, I do, too. I mean, so, without making weird jokes about our sexualities and shit that most normies that are going to be listening to the show do not need to know about... No, absolutely um, not. You know, I do think it's, it's legitimately really rad that we get to um, collaborate and do some cool shit... Um, obviously, we're both coming at this at much older points in our lives than we were when we met, and I think that the age has led to some maturity. I'm not going to say that we are, like, the bastions of, like, maturity here, but... I'm pretty much mentally absent half the no, time. No, you're you're a, you're a, you're a baby. I really am. Um, That's... You know what? I'm going to stop going... I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go on that line of thinking. You need to stop kink-shaming me. <laughs> like it's one thing to do it like in private but when now that we're like recording and all that shit and you're over here king shaming me in front of like poten- the potential like three people he's, listening he's an adult baby it's true i've got he's my binky over here i'm wearing diaper. i am absolutely wearing my bib and if you guys are curious about what the bib says it says daddy's coming that's true i i actually need to stop now like i think we <laughs> i think we need to move on so no, I mean, I agree. It's it's really cool that we got to uh, sort of... like it, it doesn't happen that often in life yeah. where you have a falling out or you have a situation where you just stop seeing someone and then you get to interact with them again years later. And let's be clear, like, we... I, I met 
you again in 2015. Right. And I helped you move yep. in 2015. Yep. And then 2016, completely nothing. Oh, like, completely nothing. You, you left the company that we worked at. Um, you went to another company. I can't, I'm not going to name it, obviously. Um, it was another pimp. Yes, it was another pimp. Uh, uh, and He had better benefits. I mean, hey, you got to take what you can get. I'm, I'm all for sex worker rights. Um, <laughs> but legit, there was nothing. Like right. we, we hung out. Maybe I talked to you on Facebook. Um, never in person. Right. Uh, this is new. This is a recent development. Um, and it all happened because you were like, I need the most help. Yeah. Doing uh, an interview, which recently aired on Renegade Radio, which is your other thing. Thanks, Renegade Radio. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Just so that you know. And I, this no this podcast is not affiliated in absolutely, any fucking way, shape, or form. Absolutely with this, with no way, shape, or form um, affiliated. And again, it, if you want to give Jeremy money, go ahead. I don't really care. Um <laughs> I'll get my money from Squarespace. Better way to cook. Um, also, I just confused Squarespace with the Blue Apron like slogan. I said Squarespace, a better way to cook. Um, that is only true if you use a square space for cooking meth. Under the bathroom sink. Anyway, um, we are running out of time. Not figuratively, but literally, I have seven percent on my battery. It and this is an old uh, MacBook um, from 2011, so you know that shit ain't, is just gonna die here right now. Straight up. So I thought it would be kind of cool to give some recommendations for some shit. Uh, Jeremy, if you'd like to start us off, yeah. with Yorn. Yeah, actually, um, there was a split that was released uh, very recently. God damn it. Um, that was I got super excited for um, from, and it just came out of fucking nowhere. So I don't know if you know this, but I'm a massive like grind fan. Okay, right. Um, I will take your word for it. Yeah, I, I fucking love grind. Sure. And one of the more interesting bands for me, one of the bands that introduced me to it outside of shit like uh, Napalm Death, you know, and things like that, and then was this really weird band called Bird's Flesh, right? Okay. And uh, I absolutely recommend, if you're into Grind, uh, please look them up. It's a fucking weird band. Um, pretty much like low-grade guar, um, if we're talking about like stage presence. Um, but they released a split with this other really great Grind band called Organ Dealer. Um, and the split was released uh, by Horror, Pain, Gore, Death Productions, because that's not a mouthful of a name. Um, but it's literally 19 songs in 25 minutes by two bands. And uh, it will absolutely just... It will destroy you. Um, so 100% absolutely recommend Bird Flesh and the Organ Dealer Split. Excellent. Now, is that your main recommendation or the only recommendation you got for this uh, week? For this week. Okay, uh, cool. I mean, if we want to talk about mainstream shit, I mean, the new Bush album is really good. Okay. Yeah, if we want to yeah, talk about Yeah, you were talking really, about how yeah. you, you, like, I could never picture myself liking a Bush album, and here I am yeah. liking a Bush album. The, the new Bush album was surprisingly really fucking good. 
Um, the new Incubus album, 8, was surprisingly good, even though it was done with Skrillex, and I fucking hate Skrillex, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was incredibly good, it was not anything that I expected, it didn't have any of the, the things assigned to it that you would expect Skrillex to have, uh, with him, or bring to the table, um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for two mainstream albums, the new Incubus and new Bush albums, both really good. Um, if you want something a little more obscure and a little more loud, um, the Bird Flesh and Organ Dealer split is definitely the way to go. Excellent. So I've got three music recommendations and a Netflix streaming recommendation because uh, you'll find out how big of a fucking weeb I am in here in a second. Uh, so first, I want to recommend the new Lillington's EP. They just came out with an EP. Oh, it's so good. Project 313. Um, Cody Templeman, together with the original Lillington's lineup from wherever the fuck they're at in Wyoming. Um, a lot of people thought this was going to be a new Teenage Bottle Rocket release yeah. because, of course, the Lillington's in Teenage Bottle Rocket and, like, some other shit that... Um, the, uh, oh hell, I'm forgetting everyone's name. Um, everyone who's been a, a part of that band has sort of been doing, um, really was, wrote the DNA for Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, the thing that I like about the Lillington's new album is it's slower, which is weird because this is supposed to be Ramon's core pop punk. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of indicative of where Teenage Bottle Rocket's been going the last couple of years, uh, writing a lot more sort of melodic shit. Um, you could probably attune some of that shit to, um, you know, the fact that they're sellouts. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm fucking lying. Um, but, They you did know, go through some really heavy shit, though, and I, yeah. I, I do... The the death of... Yeah. Um, oh, God. I can't remember his This name. is a problem. Yeah, it, it's such a it's a heavy topic, but like legit, like not great. Um, so, and I, I don't mean to infer that that's the reason they went that direction, but mm -hmm. um, it does almost seem like the album is far more solemn than their old stuff. Like if you listen to something like uh, "All I Hear Is Static" when you talk and things like that, um, yeah, they're 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 the same band. You can still hear the same sound. It is definitely slower, more toned down, but at the same time, it doesn't sound neutered. It doesn't sound um, unfamiliar. It, it still sounds like classic Lillington's, and it's fantastic. No, it's very, very true. Uh, the other recommendation that I've got is the new Coxbar album, Forever. Uh, so Coxbar is kind of a weird band because they exist on like a uh, intersection of like old rock and roll, and new punk music. I mean, of course, they are the progenitors of the oi genre and all of the weird shit that, that's come out of that. Uh, but there's some legitimately really affecting songs on this album. Uh, Coxbar has, of course, always been really famous for making music that is uh, emotionally complex and intelligent, even if the subject matter isn't <laughs> uh, exactly what you would call um, smart. You know, they, they're uh, really soulful dudes, and the fact that they're still going and they're in their, like, 70s and 80s and shit, uh, you know, it, it's... I would definitely go see them live. Um, and a lot of the shit that they've been um, putting out 
has been really, really good. So uh, go listen to that new album. You can get it on, of course, Apple Music and iTunes and all that other fun shit. Uh, and then the final recommendation for music is Steven Universe Volume 1, the soundtrack. So I'm a big Steven Universe fan, which is probably clear if you follow me on any social network. Um, I really like the show, and the music is a big component of that, um, and they now have it in a nice, compact, and easy-to-access uh, package. And so that is available, again, on Apple Music, I think Spotify, and iTunes. So that's it for the music recommendations. Um, do you have anything else that you're... There, there is one other thing I want to add. <clears throat> oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> he's, he's not asking me to do it. Um, however, um, if you like the theme music... Um, you can actually download the music. Um, and Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. Kevin, the... Mo- Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. You can download the full EP for free. Um, do highly recommend paying him because yeah. he really is a fantastic person. He's who... a DIY punk. Yeah, he, he's amazing. <laughs> he's doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, his album is available. What's the name of the album? Uh, it's just called Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. Okay, so can... it's self-titled. Yeah, and uh, you can get it at Kevin Moan the Reptiles dot Bandcamp. Dot com. Absolutely. Uh, definitely go check out Kevin Moan and the Reptiles. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for the use of our theme song. Uh, what is the name of the song? Uh, the song is called Police State. And Police State, hell yes. And it is my absolute favorite album, uh, song off the album. So please, seriously, go download it. Go tell Kevin that he's an amazing person, and he also looks like a tattooed Abercrombie and Fitch model. He's a beautiful human being. Um, go give him love. There we go. Okay, uh, final recommendation that I've got, uh, pretty simple stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of certain anime, uh, not porn. I know you're going right to that location. I mean, I was thinking tentacles. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, on Netflix, this Friday, Little Witch Academia, which is a very adorable and wholesome show, uh, with a very big twist that I did not expect is coming to Netflix. First part of the season um, will be airing on Friday, J- June 30th, which is in a couple days. So that's my recommendation, because I'm a big fucking weeaboo. Jesus Christ. And so, that's the end of the show. I'm still really sad about High School of the Dead, by the way. You, okay. I need a season two. I need season two. Jeremy, how old is High School of the Dead? Uh, years, and it, it's it's. I'm still waiting. I don't think it's happening, dude. I, I'm... I'm what what is the creator's name? Just I don't so, know. I want to know so I can put his name in my suicide note. You guys have a great night. Thank you for listening. All right, this has been the Terminus Podcast. My name is Trevor, and I am joined by Jeremy. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This is our first episode of the podcast. We expect it to be up on iTunes. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Apple Podcasts, because fuck branding. Um, <laughs> and... Give us a like, give us a subscription. Um, we haven't really earned it yet, but nah. if you want to, if you want to put this in your ears every time we put it out, uh, I will not tell you no. And we'll give you more of this, baby. We love you. Jeremy. Sleep tight. Jer- Jeremy, no. <laughs> Jeremy, no. <laughs> Jeremy, we can't do this. <laughs> anyway, um,. If you like what you heard, maybe tell your friends about us. Uh, we are not on any social media as of this moment. Uh, that will probably change by episode two or episode three or episode four. 
Whenever we, we learn how to use computers. We haven't yeah. fucking come up with a graphic that is going to go in the iTunes, I'm sorry, Apple Apple Podcasts fucking image description. It'll probably be a cat. It might be a cat. We'll find just, just Can we we can take a picture of your cat cuz at least then there won't be any issues with copyright. Yeah, that's true. You know, like My cat is so game for pictures too. She's so picturesque. That's She is graceful that's good. as fuck. That's really good. Graceful AF. So, you might see a cat in your feed for a while. We'll put up a real thing. I'm going to get so fucking mad if cats are, are the actual thing here. No, they're not going to be a thing. <laughs> We're going to come up with the design for the fucking... This is not something that we need to have a discussion over on, on the air. So... Weigh your opinions and do you want to see kitties? So, please do not at us. Do not contact us. There is no email. We'll see you next time. This has been the Terminus Podcast. Good fucking night. Thanks, Travis.